1: With Robert Pruitt, this hour will motivate you to understand your significance and live your vision. It's a weekly discussion of a variety of topics designed to help you create a loving world through acts of service and more. Now, here is your host, Robert Pruitt.
2: Well, needless to say, I am back in the country, um, but I am still on Cambodia time. Uh, <laughs> I thank you, and you can hear the laughter of Deneen and Deanna, who uh, (laughs) travel companions, and they had me charged to their care. Uh, You know, my role with Operation Smile on each medical mission is that of a student sponsor, and I am blessed to have uh, two high school youth, male or female, uh, that I get to experience the medical missions with. And uh, Cambodia or uh, Mission Cambodia is my third one. And um, it, uh, I don't know, there, there's something to be said for the people that travel the globe and go to Dubai. And, you know, I've been to India. When I came back from India, uh, I remember it took me, I came back on a Monday. And the first day that I was able to sleep more than four hours was that Saturday. Well, I came back on Sunday from Cambodia, which had a 13-hour time difference. Today is Saturday, and I still have not managed to get more than four consecutive hours of sleep. And when I do get them, two things are happening. One, I'm waking up only to realize that I had fallen asleep. And two, they're coming during the daytime, so I am wide awake at night. And uh, it, is, it is almost painful, um, you know, attempting to reacclimate, or I guess just acclimate myself to being back home. Um, and, and, you know, granted, I'm, I'm a father with twin boys, and they had school. Now we're on spring break, and, you know, so my morning started at 6, well, They started long before 6 because I was already up. But in theory, they would start at 6, and then I'd take them to school and come back home and then get them after school, and then we'd have homework, and I'd make dinner, and we'd play a little and then rub their backs and put them to bed. And so I think that hindered my ability to get on, I don't know, get back in the groove. I mean, it just it's bizarre that I sit here almost seven days after the experience, you know, doing my best to get rest. But what I love is that I had the experience um, and that, you know, the things that I remember are um, mounds of rice uh, at almost every meal. Um, Having a prayer position with your hands when you were greeted um, by somebody, they would either shake their hands or place their hands in a prayer position right under their nose and warmly and affectionately greet us. Um, I remember counting, I remember going over on the flight from Dallas Airport to Seoul, Korea, and and I went to sleep three hours into the flight, woke up, and there were still nine hours <laughs> left to go. Uh, went back to sleep, woke up, and there were still six hours to go. Um, I remember the humidity and the heat. I think one of my favorite things, in addition to playing with the kids that were at the hospital, um, was going into almost any store that I could and bartering my butt off. (laughs) Um, So, those are some of the things I remember. Let me me bring the owners of the giggles in and let's just see what what you all remember. Deanna, Deneen, welcome to the show.
3: Hello. Thank you. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, yeah, let, let's just use this time before we go to break. Deanna, what are some of the things, without going into great detail? What are just some of the things that you recall?
3: Um, I think some of the great, one of the greatest moments was when we went to the orphanage. Just to see how, well, it was located next to a garbage dump, and it was just heartbreaking to see that people have, have lived lived there. But while we were playing with the kids, this little girl like kept hugging my arm, so she wanted me to pick her up. And once I did, started giving me kisses on my face and just, like, so heartwarming. It was so cute. I was like, that was one of my fondest moments, I have to say.
2: Yeah, I, I remember looking at your face. You had this, and this is what I made up, so please understand this doesn't mean it holds true for you. But there was this look of, <laughs> and you looked perplexed, and then it shifted from that to sheer enjoyment. Like, oh, my God, this kid is up on me. <laughs> kisses, like, what did I do to get kisses? This kid doesn't know me. You know, and then it's like you surrender to it. And you're like, heck, go on and kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Come on, Deneen, what did you have? The, or what are some of the sights and sounds that you remember? We don't need to get into great detail. I want to save some of that. You
4: yeah, know, I just remember, I guess, writing to and from the hospital, every day you would expect to get used to seeing the streets or seeing the buildings and just the types of people but every day just the traffic and everything it was almost overwhelming but at the same time it was exciting and there's just there's so much going on that you just want to take in as much as possible and i was trying to you know take mental pictures of everything i saw because i knew it was a once in a lifetime experience
2: absolutely so. Um, And for for the listening audience, if you've never been to a country that is as congested as Cambodia is, um, let me try and give you an idea of what Deneen is referring to. Picture a sidewalk. Take a sidewalk. Pack it with about... mm, A thousand motorbikes, scooters, and bicycles. (laughs) All going in one direction. And then take another thousand bikes, motorbikes, scooters, and bicycles and point them in the opposite direction on the same sidewalk. (laughs) Um, You know, it just, it was insane. I'd never, you know, I remember we made some left turns, and what I thought was interesting. You know, here in the states, because I mean, I know we have people that are listening in Australia and people that are listening in the UK and in Jordan, but here in the states, you know, when we're in theory, when we're going to make a left turn, we pull up to the traffic light or pull up to the corner if there's no traffic light, put on our turning signal, wait for the oncoming traffic for there to be a gap or for somebody to stop, and then we turn left. And every once in a while, you might just step on the gas and, you know, race through a small crack. Okay, got it. No, no, not in Cambodia. You start the left turn about a half a mile before you get where the left turn actually is, and you kind of meander across oncoming traffic <laughs> and get as close to the curb as you can and then make your left or right turn. It was amazing. And that was just our, our first day. I mean, I'm glad we, we came into Cambodia at night because we didn't really have to, we weren't confronted with all of that. But that first morning, I think we all had some moments where we were like, are you serious? And, you know, we, we don't even have time to get into the tuk tuk experience. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, to get into great detail. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Um, And let me be real, let me be real clear for those of you that are listening. You know, I, I hope that you understand that OpSmile offers an opportunity um, for healing, an opportunity for growth. Uh, if you are in high school or college and you are interested in having an experience like Deanna, like Nene, then I invite you to go to operationsmile.org and just take a look at the programs that are offered, uh, particularly if you look under ISLC, uh, you will find that that stands for the International Student Leadership Conference, and there's an annual summer conference um, that you can participate in. And and when we come back after the break, uh, I think what I'd like uh, you all to do is just share a little bit of your experience about that ISLC. I mean, I know we had a show where we talked about it in great detail, but again, I'd like people to understand that it is a place where, you know, you can come and have your leadership, uh, skills honed. Um, and I think for many people to have this bug of service planted and for others to have that seed of service nurtured and uh but we'll we'll, we'll talk about ISLC later in the show. I do want to say again to the listening audience that uh Operation Smile only exists and and thrives because you make contributions. So when you go to operationsmile.org, make a contribution. And you know, let me say this, $5 does make a difference because as I say, if a million people gave $1, imagine what a difference it would make and you know I know later on I'm going to have both you Deneen and Deanna share what it was like to go into the operating room um, because for our listeners you know they don't necessarily know that that experience is a part of your trip um, but that $240 and 45 minute surgery creates a transformation that is incredible and I don't care how many op smile Um, um, advertisements you see on television, uh, how many people you may know that have talked about having made contributions until you speak to somebody, whether it is somebody that is on the medical team or whether it's, you know, one of our student leaders, like my two guests, you have no idea what your donation of $5 multiplied times X number of people can do for a child, a parent, parents, a community, a family that has been ostracized because a child has a facial deformity. Um, And, you know, we get to see the kids and play with the kids when they come in. Um, We see the cleft lips and we see the palates and we can see the look, you know, uh, on the family's face, but baby, when that child and when that young adult comes out from that surgery, we also get to see that look. And the, grat- the overwhelming gratitude for your $5, $10, $100, you know, $240 contribution is, I mean, it is, it's beyond priceless. Um, so please understand, there is a point to me having this month dedicated to Op Smile, and that's because the show is entitled The Give." And it is a conversation about serving others. And you can serve somebody in Cambodia or in in Jordan or in Kenya or in Egypt or in Morocco or Ethiopia or Mexico or Bolivia or any place else where we are just by going on and clicking. We're getting ready to go to a two-minute break. Guess what? I bet you you can click and make a donation before we ever come back. You're listening to The Gift right here on Voice America. we got to pay some bills. Make a contribution in that time. We'll see you on the other side of the break.
5: Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
6: Who steps up following natural disasters to help those in need? It could be you. It should be you. It's time for you to step up and be the answer. It's time for you to become a student disaster relief volunteer with the National Relief Network. The National Relief Network helps student groups all across the country to bring aid to families who are struggling to rebuild their lives. Show the world what our generation stands for. Contact the National Relief Network. Call 866-2-VOLUNTEER. That's 866-2-VOLUNTEER. Or visit their website at nrn.org. You can help those in need.
1: Gifts are made to be given away. Give the gift of service to transform this world into a healthier, more loving place. Log on to robertpruitt.com, a motivational speaking and leadership training company to help awaken your leadership gifts. Join other committed individuals and groups to continue the work of teachers like Jesus, Mother Teresa, and His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Gandhi. You are the gift that is needed to turn a vision into reality or to ignite a burning passion in others. Visit robertpruitt.com. Add your gifts of life and love to the world because you were made to share yourself with others.
7: The National Student Leadership Conference proudly sponsors the gift. From our career-focused leadership conferences to our alumni service program, the National Student Leadership Conference is committed to preparing today's exceptional high school students to serve their communities and the world. For more information on our career-focused leadership programs offered in 15 different career areas, visit nslcleaders.org or call 800-994-6752, 800-994-6752.
5: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: You're listening to the gift with host Robert Pruitt. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call in to the program at one 866 472 5788 That's one 866 472-5788. You may also send an email to Robert at robertpruitt.com. Now, back to The Gift.
2: Welcome back to The Gift. This is the wrap-up show for what I'm calling Operation Smile Month, and it also wraps up uh, my experience with my guests, uh, Deanna and Deneen, our, our experience in Cambodia just returned about six days ago, and the three of us are still having a problem sleeping. <laughs> 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 service, service comes; leadership comes with a price. So I guess deprivation, sleep deprivation, is the price that we are paying. Um, let me let me hear from you, uh, Deanna, if you'll do me a favor and just kind of talk about what. Led you to Op Smile, you know your ISLC experience, uh, finding out about your mission and all of that good stuff. Just share that with us.
4: Sure.
3: Okay. So when I was in eighth grade, my friend Rachel Eva introduced Operation Smile to me, and we got really into the cause. And we decided to run fashion shows and little side events to raise money. And Soon after that, we found out that we can go to the International Student Leadership Conference, and at that point, uh, my friend already went to the one in San Diego. She came back. She was all excited about it, telling me how great it was, so then I decided that the following year that I would go to the International Student Leadership Conference in Virginia. So I didn't really know what to expect at first, but I arrived there, and they gave us a handout and a welcome packet, and... We all got together and assembled, and they just talked about what we'd be doing, and as the days went on, we had little keynote speakers that talked to us about being driven and how to pursue and help out with everything, and then we had little classes of, like, different types of speakers, and soon after that, it ended, and I was very sad, but it gave me, basically, that conference empowered me to want to pursue going on a mission and just to basically help out and give a little bit more. So then I found out that that I could apply for mission training and go on a mission with Operation Smile. So I applied for the mission training in winter, and I fortunately got accepted along with my sister, twin sister Samantha, and we flew to Virginia, and we were there for a weekend to get trained and learn about the four modules of that we would be teaching to the children in Cambodia or to basically any mission that we went on. And so as the final day came up, we went to the McGee's house to learn about what mission we were going on. So at first they called up my name and then they called up my partner Janine and they announced that we would be going with Robert Pruitt to northern Cambodia and here we are today. So
4: <laughs>
2: let me ask you, did you have your choice of Mission locations?
3: No, we did not. Um, they, I think uh, throughout the entire weekend, they looked to see who um, you were good together with, like in regards to partners, and then they go in a room and they decide, like, when you'll be going and who you, who you will be going with.
2: Ah. And so, Deneen. Yes. Now, Deanna said eighth grade. When did you find out about Op Smile?
4: Uh, when I got to high school, actually, we have a really really awesome club at my high school. We have a really dedicated sponsor who also goes on missions. And so when I got to high school, we actually just joined it because um, it, we thought it might look good on our transcript, I'm just being completely honest, and then we realized how, how great the cause is, and we just really wanted to get involved. And our freshman year, it was a little bit harder to get involved, but sophomore year, we did everything we could, and that following summer was the first ISLC that I went to um, in San Diego. And that was kind of whenever I really knew that I liked I liked Operation Smile and I really believed in its cause. So from then on, I stayed pretty involved. And I chose to go back again for Virginia. And then at that ISLC in Virginia, I just, I think before that I hadn't really known if I wanted to go on a mission. I wasn't completely set. But when I came back, I just, I had a lot of strong feelings, like knowing that I really wanted to go. So I applied and when I found out I was going, I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. And then um, again at mission training, like Dana said, whenever they called out our names and said where we were going and I just, I was so excited for like the whole month before our mission. I, that was all I could talk about.
5: <laughs> That's a good thing.
2: That's right. Good thing. So, I know that we briefly talked about the orphanage, and so our listening audience has a better understanding. Part of what uh, the student leaders do on a mission is to provide education, Um, and there are four primary presentations that are done. Um, Deanna, share with us, because uh, I, I know you two had yours divided up. What were your two presentations that you worked on?
3: We decided that my two presentations were going to be burn care and prevention and nutrition.
2: Okay. And so the crux of burn care is what, the 32nd the version of that?
3: Burn care and prevention is basically the three main points are to teach the children about stop, drop, and roll, or if you get caught on fire, to what you would do the four types of layers of skin, and what types of burns they are, and how to take care of those burns.
2: And the other one that you had was?
3: Was nutrition, and it went over. Um, they did a creative way on how to categorize the foods. So, the, like, the first category was go foods, foods that you want to eat to give you energy. And the second category was grow foods, foods you want to eat to make you grow big and strong. And then the third category was glow foods, the things you want to eat that make your skin glow and to make you be healthier. And along with that is to teach about folic acid and how important it is for mothers who are pregnant to have folic acid and and to um,
4: eat the right things and stuff like that.
2: Got it. And Deneen, yeah. your share with us your presentations.
4: My first one was dental hygiene. So, I'm just teaching them the importance of teeth and how to properly brush their teeth and floss and um, just making sure that they know the proper technique because a lot of them don't know that it's important to do it every day. And then my other presentation was um, oral rehydration therapy. And in third world countries, a simple dehydration can kill someone because they don't know that you need to keep keep drinking water whenever you're sick. So... You give them a recipe, salt, sugar, water, and tell them you know if they ever were to get sick how to take care of themselves. That way dehydration doesn't become a serious problem.
2: So here's a question I did not ask you, and it was intentional because I wanted to save it for the show. So I'm going to start with you, Denine. How did it feel to take a presentation that you were introduced to at ISLC that you worked on at home Uh, had some conversations, you know, about with Deanna. How did it feel to present it uh, in another country using an interpreter?
4: It was different, a lot different than I expected, because as much as you want to rehearse it at home or rehearse it at mission training, when you get there, it's completely different because you have to you have to make your presentations appropriate for the age group. So if you're talking to a group of kids, you're not going to talk to them about dehydration and things like that because they won't understand it as much, but you know it's really important to talk to the parents. Or you have to realize that some words won't translate as well. But whenever you're telling them, they seem really interested in what you were saying, and you kind of feel like uncomfortable. You feel uncomfortable while you're, presenting, but you realize in the end, you know, once they start asking questions, that you really are educating them and you're helping them. So it's a little nerve-wracking, but at the same time, you feel like you're doing a good thing. Uh,
2: and, Deanna, was there a moment that challenged you or a moment that um, was freeing for you when, with respect to your presentation?
3: I would say the one challenging moment was when we went to the orphanage and it was actually the first time that we had to introduce this topic, burn ca- um, stop, up and roll, burn, burn care and prevention to younger students. So my challenge was to how to translate it from speaking to an adult to a child and Denise helped me out a lot with that to help me show like how you would teach it to a child. But one of the most rewarding moments was when we were at the orphanage and we were showing them how to brush their teeth, and we had this little board with the and to show them, like, the motions to brush your teeth. And they got all excited, and they all wanted to come up and show us how the proper way to brush your teeth.
2: You mentioned in the first segment about the orphanage. Uh, Share with me in about two minutes' time, Dan. Okay. When We pulled up in the tuk-tuk, and I could look at your face, and I knew what was around us because when we got down this little path, you know, the flies increased, uh, the odor of garbage increased. What was that like for you? My first, like
3: the first time, like when we pulled up, my whole body just... Saddened, like I don't. It, it's really hard to explain, but I just became really sad and emotionally. I was just distraught because, like, I just couldn't believe that people live next to a garage dump and these children are orphans. And when you walk out, like, it's just a sad moment. So when we got there, we um, was introduced to the director who ran it, and after that, we presented. The four modules and of information, and then we play with the kids, which was really rewarding. Mm -hmm.
2: So, Janine, for you, that first moment where the tuk-tuk stopped and you knew this was where we were getting out.
4: Yeah, it was disbelief at first, and I think you could see it on my face. I was just, I couldn't believe that they had, you know, children living by. A garbage dump it was unbelievable and then when we got down I still kind of was like looking around wondering what we were doing and we walked in and all these kids you know they were excited to see us and there's actually some kids that were napping and I was just looking at them and they all looked so content and so happy and I remember one of the first thoughts that came to mind was they all seem really happy and content they don't seem like how you would expect an orphanage to be like maybe sad or depressed and realize that they're missing out they were all really happy just happy kids so um, I guess that was, it was disbelief and then kind of awe at their situation.
2: Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about OpSmile. Um, it takes you into countries that not only allow us to contribute, but that shape our perception about how other people live. Um, we'll talk more about this. You're listening to The Gift right here on Voice America. We'll see you on the other side of the break.
5: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
7: The National Student Leadership Conference proudly sponsors the gift. From our career-focused leadership conferences to our alumni service program, the National Student Leadership Conference is committed to preparing today's exceptional high school students to serve their communities and the world. For more information on our career-focused leadership programs offered in 15 different career areas, visit nslcleaders.org or call 800-994-6752, 800-994-6752.
1: Gifts are made to be given away. Give the gift of service to transform this world into a healthier, more loving place. Log on to robertpruitt.com, a motivational speaking and leadership training company to help awaken your leadership gifts. Join other committed individuals and groups to continue the work of teachers like Jesus, Mother Teresa, and His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Gandhi. You are the gift that is needed to turn a vision into reality or to ignite a burning passion in others. Visit robertpruitt.com. Add your gifts of life and love to the world because you were made to share yourself with others.
5: Haiti has been hit hard by a massive earthquake. Hundreds of thousands of children and families are suffering and without basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene to save lives. Your donation is urgently needed. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
1: You're listening to The Gift with host Robert Pruitt. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Robert at robertpruitt.com. Now, back to The Gift.
2: Welcome back to The Gift. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, we're talking with Deanna and Deneen, who I had the pleasure of accompanying on a medical mission with Operation Smile to Cambodia from the 12th of March to the 19th. An extraordinary experience, and um, I'd like, Deanna, for you to just share what the experience was like uh, moving from screening, and and just before we do that, just so the listening audience understands, uh, there are several days, every mission is different, Uh, this mission had two days of screening where you'll get several hundred people, and depending on where you are, several thousand people that come from uh, hours or days away to see if their child or children qualify for surgery, and then those that do on the third day of our Mission, their names are posted and they find out whether it's Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then at what time. And so that is part of the process to move from screening to surgery and then to post op and then release. And so Deanna, just share with me, what was your experience finding and bonding with a child that went through the procedure?
3: Well, I first, her, the child that I followed, her name was Seng Cheng, and she was number 75. And after playing outside with the other children who were waiting to be screened, I came inside and I saw this little girl. She was the, she was the cutest little baby I've ever seen. She had beautiful hair, spiky hair, and she was wearing this little pink outfit on. And as soon as, and she had a clef lip, And as soon as I saw her, I just wanted to come play with her. So as her mom was sitting down, giving information to the translator, I was playing with her, and I was just—I wanted to hold her, and she was just so adorable. So um, I found out that her surgery was going to be later in the week. So it was fortunate enough that it was on one of those days that um, I was able to go scrub in, well, to get dressed and to go in and see the surgeries. So. Um, I saw the surgery, so I was able to see her cleft lip be repaired, and as soon as she came out, um, I was always next to her. I gave her my Claire Bear, which is a bear we got at Mission Training to give to one of our special, it's one of the special childs that you become close with, and I gave her mom company and just basically played with her, and, and uh, I miss her so dearly. She's an awesome child, so... That's my experience. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. And I know you had the great fortune of actually scrubbing in, right?
3: Yes. Um, I wasn't able to really do anything, but I thought it was cool that I was able to actually see the technique of how to actually put the gown on and scrubs on and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. I was so excited about that because I always wanted to do it. Because when you watch it on doctor shows and about surgeries, like, I actually got to go in there and to see how it works and to hear, like, the doctor's lingo and how to speak about certain stuff. It was, it was awesome. <laughs>
2: Very good. I love it. Deneen, your experience from uh, screening to, you know, recovery and release?
4: I had a lot of – I had actually two really good experiences, um – I followed, uh, I think he was a 13-year-old boy that, um, he had a bilateral cleft lip, and I got to see his surgery, and I followed him through to Child Life, which is where the patients go right before their surgery to just kind of make them comfortable and help them understand what they're going to go through. And I was sitting there with him, and I was talking with him with an interpreter, and um, he was really nervous. He was so scared that he was going to wake up during his surgery, and we were just trying to comfort him. And he was saying that he really wanted to be handsome, which was just, it was the sweetest thing he could have said. And then, um, I followed him into his surgery and I got to watch the whole thing. And it was, I was a little worried that I was going to get sick or something like that, but it was really interesting. And the surgeon, um, the surgeon that performed the surgery was explaining it to me and it was really great. And I got to see him when he came out and, you know, show him, show, a mirror to him and let him look at himself. And he was, he was really happy and he was in a lot of pain, but he was still really positive. So it was really cute. But, um, another really great experience that I had was, um, like I mentioned before, whenever you're going to go in for surgery, you take a child to child life just to kind of make them more comfortable. And in the morning, um, it's a little bit more of a rushed, um, process. So Uh, one of the moms had just gotten her baby taken away. Actually, Deanna came and got the baby for her and took her, took the baby into surgery. And the mom was just standing there at the, in the hallway, just watching her walk her baby into the OR. And she just had this like panicked look on her face. And you could tell it kind of caught her off guard that she wasn't expecting it to happen as fast as it did. And I just was standing there and, you know, Robert was sitting right next to me and we could tell that she was upset. And, I walked over to her and I just kind of put my hand on her back and I didn't have an interpreter or anything. I couldn't really say anything to make her feel better. But just, I guess my presence being there, she hadn't, she didn't have anyone to comfort her. So just me being there, she kind of just like collapsed into my shoulder and started crying and it caught me off guard and I didn't really know what to do, but it was such a touching experience and I wanted to cry, but I didn't want to upset her even more by me crying. So I was trying to hold it together, but it was probably one of the best experiences of my whole mission.
2: Yeah, those are always powerful moments. I think um, what I did not have a sense of since this was my third mission, uh, what I did not have a sense of this time was um, the number of individuals who were turned away. I do remember one woman whose child did not qualify. And I think they said they were coming back in May or, or something like that. And the mom was just so happy and pleasant. And, you know, she made sure that the, her child waved as they left uh, the building. But the moments where the families are notified that they do not qualify is as heart wrenching, if you will, as watching that mother stand in the hallway and, You know, my sons were born prematurely, born at week 27. You know, they weighed one pound, nine ounces, and they literally sat in the palm of my hand. And so there have been a number of hospital moments, and i those are, there is nothing like having your child uh, carried off, (laughs) you know, to have, there's nothing like taking your child to the hospital. You know, it was bad enough to go to the doctors. That doctors we usually say as parents, that's annoying. Hospital is heart-wrenching because that typically when it's something serious. And so um, you know, to watch both of you interact with the families and was really priceless. Um, let me ask: Was there any? What was the most difficult part of the mission for you, uh, Deanna?
3: I would say the most difficult moment was seeing the one child who was a burn victim. She came in, and it's just when you first look at her, it's almost like you want to turn away because you just feel so bad. And but I would say it was most difficult just to
2: see her and
3: and how what she had what she went through, basically.
2: Yeah, her last name was Soy, and um, what I loved about her. And I think I mentioned this to you both, that she came in the second day of screening and she had a hat pulled down and a mask. So the only thing that you could really see were her eyes. Um, and she actually had the hat pulled down so far that in order for her to see at eye level, she had to tip her head back to look over her mask and under the brim of her hat. Um, And then for her to come back three days later with her hair pulled back, no hat, no mask. And I remember when we walked in through the bottom of the Khmer Soviet Friendship Hospital, uh, she had her hands in that prayer position, you know, if you will, shaking them at us, smiling. And I remember thinking, what a heck of a transformation in 72 hours to go from hiding herself to Choosing to reveal her beauty in such a powerful way, and to be so thankful for our presence—that uh, for me moved me more uh, than than the burns. And you know, nobody—I don't—you know—but us would know that her story was something happened where she was around a fire pit and she fell unconscious, face first into the fire pit. Uh, and laid there until she was removed from it. And so that's why her face was burned so extensively. And so for the listeners that are thinking, okay, I thought that Opsmile just worked on, you know, cleft palates and cleft lips, to the degree that Opsmile can, it will perform other surgeries. And um, there's always a local table. So you'll have the international tables because our teams are from all over the place. I mean, you know, our teams. We had people from Sweden, where else? Um, Australia, the United States, Norway, Norway, Bolivia, Philippines. I think that covers it. Um, and and so we call that. We refer to that as the international team, and they have international tables they run. And then there is a local table. That is run in that case by the residents of the Khmer Soviet Friendship Hospital, and so they will deal with some of the burns, or if it's uh, you know something else uh, that has nothing to do with a palate or lip, uh, it just offers them an opportunity to do more work while Op Smile International team works primarily on lips and palates. So, uh, yeah, she was she was a powerful, powerful woman. In about a minute or so, uh, Deneen, what was the most difficult or challenging part of the mission for you?
4: Oh, wow. I was, I mean, that burn rhythm, she was pretty intense. But even the, just even during screening, seeing some of the kids, they were really upset and really scared. And I guess that feeling of a student who can't just openly talk to them. you know, tell them everything's going to be okay and we're actually trying to help them, that was really difficult for me. I felt kind of helpless in that way. But um, maybe even the orphanage, I don't know, there's there's a lot of really hard aspects of a mission.
2: Hmm. Well, let me invite you to do this while we go to break. Give some thought to what you'd like to charge our listening audience to do. I mean, do my best at the end of every show to either provide some tip um, or some charge to take action. Uh, So we're getting ready to head to break, um, but I'd like each of you, uh, if you feel led to do so, just to speak directly to the listening audience and share with them what you'd like them to know about making a difference both through Operation Smile and in other areas in their lives. You're listening to The Gift right here on Voice America. We'll see you in about two minutes.
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Gifts are made to be given away. Give the gift of service to transform this world into a healthier, more loving place. Log on to robertpruitt.com, a motivational speaking and leadership training company to help awaken your leadership gifts. Join other committed individuals and groups to continue the work of teachers like Jesus, Mother Teresa, and His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Gandhi. You are the gift that is needed to turn a vision into reality or to ignite a burning passion in others. Visit robertpruitt.com. Add your gifts of life and love to the world because you were made to share yourself with others.
7: The National Student Leadership Conference proudly sponsors the gift. From our career-focused leadership conferences to our alumni service program, the National Student Leadership Conference is committed to preparing today's exceptional high school students to serve their communities and the world. For more information on our career-focused leadership programs offered in 15 different career areas, visit nslcleaders.org or call 800-994-6752, 800-994-6752.
6: Who steps up following natural disasters to help those in need? It could be you. It should be you. It's time for you to step up and be the answer. It's time for you to become a student disaster relief volunteer with the National Relief Network. The National Relief Network helps student groups all across the country to bring aid to families who are struggling to rebuild their lives. Show the world what our generation stands for. Contact the National Relief Network. Call 866-2-VOLUNTEER. That's 866 2 to volunteer or visit their website at nrn.org you can help those in need
5: streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voice you're
1: listening to the gift with host robert pruitt if you have a question or comment on today's show, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Robert at robertpruitt.com. Now, back to The Gift.
2: Welcome back to The Gift. Uh, we are wrapping up this show and wrapping up four weeks of uh an operation smile experience. Um, and this is the segment where I encourage you, the listener, to take action in some way, in some area of your life, to serve, to minister, to give, to contribute, to appreciate, to express some to express love in some way.
6: Uh Deneen, is there
2: anything that you'd like to charge our audience to do, or anything you'd just like to share with our audience?
4: I think um, they should just keep in mind that Deanna and I are high school students. We were 16 and 17 years old, and we were able to go on this mission. And even before the mission to do little fundraisers, and even though they seemed kind of small and insignificant, I realized going on this mission how, how big of a difference they made. So even if you're not contributing to Operation Smile, any organization or anything of your choice that you feel that you want to donate your time to, I think it's fully worth it. It's rewarding. It's it's pretty much the best experience you could have. So no regrets for what I did, and I think Deanna feels the same way.
2: Deanna, your thoughts?
4: I feel the same way,
3: exactly what Denise said. And... Basically, when we went over there, like, compared to what they have, we have so much. And I just encourage all of you just to give, to give your time, to give, donate money, basically to give because we have so much and people are so unfortunate that they don't have as much as we do. And it was quite interesting because yesterday I got in the mail a card of things I want to do on my mission, that we made a mission trading, And one of the things it said was to inspire, and I encourage all of you to inspire people every day to do awesome and great things.
2: Mm, wow. Deanna Denine, thank you for a powerful 12 days. Thank you for your gift of contribution. Thank you for your tireless commitment to a part of your family that you did not know until you stepped off the plane. Uh, thank you for Stretching yourselves. Thank you for never complaining. Uh, Thank you for your diligence in choosing to live at least those 12 days with me in excellence and with urgency. Um, Thank you for your smiles. I want to say
3: thank you, Robert, for being an awesome mission sponsor and for letting us to have a wonderful experience
4: there definitely robert you helped make our mission experience the best and as much as you want to say we did a lot on the mission you did just as much too yes yeah. <laughs> it's <If> not more
2: <laughs> well thank you i love you both and uh, deanna yes i'm interested in coming to your school so I'll talk to them and if all they have is a dollar. Then tell them to give me a dollar and write the rest <laughs> of it off a letter. So make that happen. Call me. Um, yes. I'm more than happy <laughs> to come out and serve you. Uh, Deneen, we will definitely be in touch despite being hours away from each other. Uh, you all have my contact info. and um, So thank you again. Um, thank you. Thank You're thank welcome. You. <laughs> have a great day. Bye. So the... Mission for me wasn't just about Operation Smile. Uh, Bill and Kathy McGee, the co-founders, uh, and the visionaries of this you know, have offered me the gift of attending a medical mission uh, each year for the last three years. Uh, Wade Hooten, who is a great friend, and Suzanne Unger, who is becoming a new friend. All of the work that they've done, both with gifts, meaning your contributions, particularly at the corporate level and with youth sponsorship, um, have worked tirelessly to advance the vision of OpSmile so that a Deanna and a Deneen uh, can go on a service trip. Um, powerful experience, um, but above and beyond all of them, I want to thank a gentleman who I may never set eyes on again. I have not seen this cat since 1984, but Vanah Corbin was a gentleman who fled the Khmer Rouge experience in 77, left Cambodia, walked for a week, I think he said it took him, to get across into Vietnam to an orphanage where he was immediately adopted by the Corbins and flown to Washington DC and lived two-and-a-half blocks from me. I have no idea how Vana and I even became friends. But this was a cat who, in recalling his experience dodging the Khmer Rouge, taught me how to take a machete and live out and cut out thatch and twine and live out in you know, my area, which was Rock Creek Park in Washington, D.C., And so whenever I did an overnight at Vanaz's house, we never stayed in his house. We walked across the street, slept out in the park, and he showed uh, Mark Jefferson and I, you know, two little bougie suburban kids, uh, how to really survive out in the woods and how to keep a fire going even when it's raining and how to take a trash bag and use it for multiple things. And so when I was given a blank ticket, to go anywhere opsmile was having a mission i heard about the philippines which was intriguing and james fox have a great mission that's where he is now he is a mission coordinator for the mission in cambodia thank you for your facebook shout out my brother Um he's uh... philippines was an option and then i saw cambodia and i immediately thought of anna corbin and while we were in cambodia we got to go to one of the prisons, or the prison that's called, I think, S21. And what you just simply need to know is this is a place where the elite were taken, tortured, and then moved out to the killing fields where babies were killed by slamming them across trees, where people were thrown hundreds at a time into a pit with chemicals thrown on them, beheaded. And Vana came from this experience. And in a place where there was sadness and pain, Op Smile has stepped in, and much like Dorothy did on the yellow brick road, brought about smiles and transformation. Your contribution can do the same. It's amazing what $245 in a 45-minute operation can do, not just for a child and his or her family, but for a community. Thank you for listening to The Gift. The choice to serve is always yours, and what you need is always inside of you click your heels. Thank you for listening to the gift.
0: Your heart and
1: You've been listening to The Gift. Join your host, Robert Pruitt, again next Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thank you again for spending part of your weekend with us.
0: Teens
7: you have got to tune into this show and listen to your fellow teens If you're out there confused because somebody is trying to put doubts in you making you think that you can't do What you want to do get it straight you can you will and you will get it done no matter what?